today I'm joined by the 2014 Frogman Challenge champ, the 2013 CrossFit Games champ, and the winner of the 2019 Spirit of the Games Award. She has a reputation of having an insane engine, but most importantly, for being one of the kindest and genuinely cool people in the sport of CrossFit. My guest today, Samantha Briggs. How are you doing? Good, thank you. Uh, that Frogman Challenge was uh, actually one of the most fun competitions that I've done. You enter quite a few different like challenges, the New York Firefighter Challenge and like the rowing competition. Like you love the uh, physical competition uh, events. I love pushing myself, adrenaline that you get. I'm not the type of person that can end myself in training. Like I don't have that like same switch that I do have in competition. So and that's why I love to compete because mm. I always I always find that extra level in competition. So I mean, I get that just like at the local gym. There's like a couple of you watching, you know, they're just like cheering you on. You're like, all right, I think I got like five more pounds. Yeah. In <laughs> How does it feel to be back at the firehouse? Definitely feels different getting up in the night. Uh, now that I'm 40 compared to when I was in my twenties, my, my first call out in the middle of the night, I like get up and I'm like, Oh my God, everything aches. It's like, Oh, what is this feeling? <laughs> I saw you had to go through the fire Academy again in the most respectful way, Sam. Um, it seems like you were probably the, the oldest one in the class, but however, did anybody recognize you? And two, how much were you just wiping the floor? with everybody during those fills, those physical content, like tests and skills challenges. Yeah, uh, actually I was the oldest in the class. Me and there was another female who uh, she got in um, and she was a fitness instructor. So they put us two in charge of doing the uh, PT training for the rest of the class. So I think everybody regretted uh, that decision because we actually did force them to do uh, a lot of running and a lot of workouts we did. Uh, stairs wearing full sets and stuff like that. So did you have to do the CPAT test? So I had to do the CPAT to get into the city of Hamilton. Yeah. How did that go? How did the CPAT test go? The hardest thing was the weight vest that you had to wear for oh, the yeah. time was made for a guy that was probably five times bigger oh, than geez. me. So it oh. kind of like wrapped around me and strapped. Yeah. So every time that I was like getting down on the floor to do anything, it was me trying to get back up with this oversized <laughs> weight vest on. That was the hardest part. All right. No jive, Samantha. Do you think that's kind of a, that's kind of a horseshit test? Like, I feel like it wasn't a very, I don't feel like it was a very challenging test. I know when I joined in the UK, there was kind of like multiple um, physical test so like the CPAP bit would have been just kind of like one portion of it you would have to do the beep test where you're running from end to end the beep gets faster and you've got to oh like, I'll get you oh okay get within the time like shuttle runs kind of we had actually a claustrophobia test and the mm. ladder test so there was a lot of things like that that we did in the academy they were actually a part of our test to check that you weren't claustrophobic or frightened of heights before uh -huh. you actually went through a uh, part of the training you don't want to get like 75% of it done with it. And you're like, oh yeah, I don't like to go up on ladders. <laughs> oh, you might need to do that. Would you say the, the, the test over in the UK was harder than the one here? A few more like hoops to jump mm -hmm. through, not just kind of like the, the CPAP. Do you feel like you're in better shape now during the Academy or last time you're doing the Academy? I mean, I trained hard, um, yeah. to get into the fire Academy like back then, but that was before I found CrossFit. My fitness back then was I played soccer. I played five a side twice a week, uh, training 
twice a week and then 11 aside on a Sunday. So my fitness was more, I was just physically fit, not really strong. So Mm -hmm. I started going to the gym to kind of like build up some upper body strength to get into the the fire. This time I already had that kind of like strength and stuff already. Do you think lugging and carrying around a cello as a young girl helped you build uh, the strength you have today as an adult? Definitely. I blame my grandma for that. <laughs> yeah. Rumor has it. You wanted to play the violin. I did. And she didn't trust my musical abilities to make learning a violin sound good. So she brought me a cello, less chance of me screeching. If you like the violin, here's like a supersized violin. So you're really going to love this one. Yeah. What are the benefits of uh, having the ability to use your feet like hands? And uh, do you have any specific stories of um, how how they saved the day one day? Uh, You never have to bend over to pick your socks up. And then when you're doing something and you need to hold something, you only have two hands. Whereas if you can hold stuff in your feet, You've now just like doubled, yeah, like distinct. I actually would come in very handy because uh, we got two little kiddos. Very handy or very footsie? <laughs> oh, very footsie. Very footsie. Heck yeah. We got two little kiddos and I swear I spend 92% of my day just bending over, picking up stuff, just random things. And so, man, what I wouldn't do to have Sam Briggs feet. As someone who has never been to Westside Barbell, I've heard some stories of how it can get pretty intense in there. How would you compare your experience of like working out in there to like a typical CrossFit gym. They were like exceedingly like welcoming. Like you hear the stories about, oh, Westside Barbell, you have to be invited. It's elites on it. It was like, it's just all these big guys like lifting weights and everybody was super nice, uh, really friendly. And they just want to like help you. They all have like all this knowledge and they just want to share that with you and to try and uh, make you better at your spot, Louis would want to kind of, kind of like show me these different things and like test me doing <laughs> stuff. I remember going once, I meant to be an upper day, so I was meant to be benching, and he's putting me on the belt squat machine. And I was like, oh, it's benched it. No, no, I want you to do this. And so I'm like on the belt squat machine. He's loading me up. He's loading the machine up. He's making me hold a ball. I've got a Russian bag around my shoulders. And he's like, right, march for five minutes. I've got to the stage where I couldn't even pick my feet up and I'm physically shaking. He's like, come on, keep going. I'm like, ah. Do you do any crazy hold steps at the at the CrossFit gym? There's definitely some like carryover and some stuff that would benefit like some of the CrossFit um, athletes, like some of the speed work that they use. A lot of the time in CrossFit, it's people just want to lift heavy all the time. And then they kind of like lose that that speed. And that's where the power comes from. Who's more intimidating, Dave Castro or Lu- Louis Simmons? I'd say that they're both pussycats at heart. <laughs> Any like memorable quotes or anything like a, a one-liner that Louis Simmons said? Uh, I just remember going for um, lunch with them. So they wanted to go to, I don't know, white castle or somewhere like that and they they knew that crossfitters at healthy so they're like okay i'll take you somewhere healthy and we went to this uh, mexican place for the greasiest mexican food that i've ever like seen in my life and they're piling up their plates and i'm just kind of like okay this is what you consider healthy the powerlifting world is very different <laughs> the crossfit my diet sucks sam 
I don't have a good diet. It's not good. It's like I work out and then it's uh, fruit, fruit Loops for uh, post meal. You know how it goes. Well, my dog was just trying to eat this that it's pulled out of a toy. So uh, that might be healthier than Fruit Loops. I don't know. Nutrition, some uh, plastic. 2014 um, SI named you in the top 50 female fittest athletes, fittest female athletes. Came in 45th. And right below you at 44 was Ronda Rousey. I don't know if you knew that or not. I, I remember seeing it. I don't remember like the athletes. I think I think that year was one of the first years that there were multiple like games athletes named by SI. I feel like UFC and CrossFit, they do like an amazing job at promoting both like their male and female athletes. But I also feel like the fans like equally support and like love watching yeah. the male and female athletes. What do you think it is about UFC and CrossFit where fans seem to equally enjoy watching both, you know, both male and female, as opposed to like other sports where maybe there's more focus on the male side or, you know, the female side? Of I, I don't know for sure, but like, um, if you think about how we train, like you go to the gym and it's not like the guys go to one side and the girls go to another side, you actually all train together. So you kind of have a vested interest in both sexes uh i know like i know growing up when i was super young um i used to play soccer and rugby and i would be in the girls team and the boys team but then as soon as you reach a certain age it's like you're all segregated and so from a certain age i would only play soccer and uh, rugby only on the girls team so there was none of that integration because the guys only train together in American football or whatever, basketball, whatever they're playing. So they have more of an interest than, than going and watching the females. When I was uh, preparing for the games, I would love training with other athletes and it didn't have to be other female athletes. I would train with other guys. I used to train a lot with uh, Dan Bailey, Travis Williams, Jordan Cook, uh, Garrett Fisher. Then I would have a vested interest and I'd want to like know how they're doing and how the other guys are doing so it's not just kind of on the the female side so maybe it's something to do with the way we train in in those spots because when I've done martial arts in the past it's been the same when you're training and when you're sparring you would train and spar with other sexes it's not like you would be segregated I know in competition I only compete against other females and the same if I was fighting I'd be fighting another female but the training side of things is very mixed you're all just one group of people trying to improve and get better that's a great observation by you I can see the training side being more enmeshed with both sides and I can see that being could be incorporated by more leagues and more sports that makes a lot of sense that's it it's a very great observation by you. <laughs> and 2016 at the uh, CrossFit Games, you won the ranch trail run uh, by a lot, kind of kicked everyone's ass. There is a famous footage of you passing Fikowski, the end. And was that something that you, when you're coming up on Fikowski, were just like, was it just something like you want to disprove to yourself? Like, hey, I'm going to pass this jackass. Was there something deeper of like, I want to see, if, I, want a, I want a lady to pass a dude. Was there more to it or was it just kind of like just a competitive side? Like, I just want to smoke Fikowski right here at the end because I know I could take him. So, 2014 when we did the open announcement of um, all the past champions
I'd been injured in 2012 and Annie won the games. Annie was injured in 2013 and I won the games. So 2014 was the first time kind of it was me and Annie going head to head. Nobody knew kind of what state she was going to be in or anything. I think me typically as an athlete, I'm never the first out. I kind of start slow and I build, but I made the decision. It's like, I'm going to go out hot and see what she's got. I was dying. I went out so hot. Rich was catching up to me I had this mental battle of but I was hurting and he's gaining on me I was like it's only rich it doesn't matter if he beats me I just have to beat Annie so I didn't drop my last gear to to win let him pass me and I just finished the workout it's just been one of those things that's always like kind of in the back of my mind like should I have pushed could I have beaten him so now when it was a trail run and I was like gaining on Brent Fikowski I have to beat him I can't just hang back because I'll always have that in the back of my mind of could I have beaten him so it's actually Rich Froning's fault that I overtook Brent. <laughs> How do you think the CrossFit Games would do over in UK if they ever decided to move it over there? Do you think it'd have a pretty impressive turnout as far as like how it is here in the States? Oh, definitely. Like the Europeans love CrossFit. Back in the day of regionals and um, semifinals, they're always sold out. When we had regionals in Berlin and Madrid, there was never enough tickets. It's like the stadiums weren't big enough to cater for the people. There's a lot of people that can't afford to come to America to watch it. I think that's why the Invitational was such a good thing because it took some of these top athletes to different countries and showcased CrossFit and gave gave people a chance that, okay, they're not going to watch the full games, but they get one night of watching the top games athletes all battling it out together. So if you're not going to take the games international then bring back like the invitational wasn't it over in berlin one time the first one was actually in london then it was canada berlin then australia have you ever asked or have you ever heard of anybody talking about moving the the games to uk one year i don't see them ever doing that because america is the home of crossfit so i can kind of see them keeping it here the amount that goes into the production of the games and they have all their team here for the expense of moving the games to somewhere else. I can't see them doing that. If EA Sports created a uh, CrossFit game, who do you think should go on the cover? Like this year, like the 2023 EA Sports Glassman? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know how controversial that would be. So I think like there's so many like young athletes um, coming through now could actually have some badass young athletes uh, on the front cover. Are you on the Mount Rushmore CrossFit, Sam? Would you put yourself on the Mount Rushmore CrossFit? I don't know. (laughs) Are athletes allowed to uh, smoke the reefer? During competition? Drugs tested. I don't think you can because of the THC. Oh, damn. Oh, they'd, but you can't have that? They bust you? Yeah, because that was one of the things about like when the CBD oils um, started becoming popular. It was making sure that it was like zero THT. Are you familiar with the Golf Live Tour? No. Well, Live Tour is like, that's okay. I'll just bury it. I want to know now. Oh, okay. Well, uh, uh, all right. Yeah, I'm, I'm here for you. There's like this new, you know, P- PGA, right? The golf league PGA. There's like a new, this is great. This is great content. There's like a whole new uh, golf league and it's called the live, the live tour league. But like the controversial thing about it is that it's, uh, it's kind of bought and like supported by the uh, Saudi Arabia, like government and stuff. Everybody's getting their, their whitey tidies at a bunch, but 
a lot of uh, top tier, like almost all of them, actually, like the top, I'd say out of the top 20 golfers, maybe like 15 of them went over to this live tour because it's like a lot more laid back and this live tour paid them like they just give them like a salary. So like you come play with us, we'll give you like a hundred million dollars a year. You come play yeah. with us as like, if you're on the PJ tour, you're, unless you're getting sponsors, like as far as like winning the the golf tournaments, you might win like 5 million. That'd be like an amazing year for like golf. So like people on the PGA are saying like, these guys are sellouts. So you're going over to live tour. And so my question to you was going to be, if there was a live tour type of version of CrossFit, where like, let's just say uh, Donald Trump is starting a CrossFit league, Sam, and he's going to give you like 50 million bucks. Am I going to get you in trouble? We're in. We're in. <laughs> okay. Okay. Good. That's what I like to hear. I think one of the worries when Dubai started coming up with the, the fitness championship before they became the CrossFit championship, and it was just Dubai fitness championship. I think at first, a lot of the CrossFit higher up people were a bit, well, you shouldn't be doing DFC, worried mm -hmm. that they were going to become kind of like a competitor against CrossFit. Them have, having the, the, the financial backing behind them that they could afford to pay their athletes. I think CrossFit could kind of learn a little bit from DFC and from how uh, RUG do the invitational. Little things like you get a stipend if you qualify for RUG invitational so that your hotel and your travel is paid for. If you're a top tier athlete and you have the sponsors, then you probably have your travel and accommodation covered. But if you're new to the spot and you're up and coming, like the expense of going to the games is ridiculous. And unless you're winning any money at the games, you come away from the games. The way the games is now, like athletes don't travel by themselves. They travel with their coach, most likely paying for their coach's travel, their coach's accommodation. It's not like you just wing it with food anymore. Make sure you've got decent meal prep there. There's a lot of other stuff now that goes into competing at the games compared to when I first competed in 2010. Yeah, flight and hotel seems like it's, I feel like that's not a big ask. <laughs> and it's like once a year, you know, like once a year. Charge everybody $30 for the opening instead of 20 and pay the athlete. <laughs> you know what? I bet you if you made, if they made a disclaimer that like the, that portion of it's going to go to like, I guarantee the hundred percent, the community would get behind that and be happy to do that for sure. I just want to share this piece of news I saw in the headlines. Uh, are you familiar with Kylie Jenner? I am familiar. Okay, cool. Yeah. Did you see that she accidentally named her son, my penis in Arabic? Is that like legit? <laughs> no, it's legit. Yeah. I think she, I think his name was Wolfie and then she changed it to Ari, 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 A-I-R-E. And apparently that's, that means my penis in Arabic. I know you have a lot of tattoos, but do you have any like, um, penises? No. do you have any Arabic schlongs tattooed on your mask? <laughs> no. Do you have any like Chinese letters or Japanese letters? And if so, do you have anything like, do you, did you make like triple check? That's like, this is what it's supposed to say. Do you have some, uh, Japanese numbers, uh, and a symbol or do yes. you, but I, you? I did the research and I drew out the symbols for the tattooist to do. I didn't go into the studio and go, Oh, I'd like that one, please. That's a, that's a veteran move right there. That's a very savvy move right there. Say I'm a huge fan, huge fan of yours. Always like a, always, like I said, I put you on the Mount Rushmore cross, but I think you've, uh, I think you've done amazing things for the sport and always were awesome to watch the engine, like amazing. I'm always still like, I don't know your secret. Cause I just can't put my, I'm like the exact opposite of you. I like, I don't know what, you, I don't know what the opposite of an engine is, but that's, 
you're, you're looking at them. Yeah, this, you're like the yin to my yang. Hopefully I can talk to you again down the road here. This is uh, this is fun catching up, chat with you. No, sounds good. It's been awesome.